Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, welcome back to the podcast. This is Allison, and we have a Q&A session for you today. In fact, just recently, I had given a webinar, and I was telling people in the webinar to, you know, surf on over and leave me questions for the podcast. And I was really pleased to see people pop into the chat, you know, love the podcast. Thanks for the podcast. So it's really, really lovely to get that feedback. And it's also really helpful if you like the podcast, rate the podcast. Um, that always helps increase its uh, its exposure and its ranking. So um, please help me out that way and share it with your friends and keep sending me questions. I have two for you today. So we'll begin. My 10-year-old daughter has been claiming forgetfulness anytime she does not do something she's supposed to do. For example, we have family chores surrounding dinner. She rarely does her chores without a reminder. In the past year, she has lost two pairs of glasses. She does not take a shower, brush her teeth, or brush her hair without reminders. She gets annoyed if we do give her reminders, which I understand because who wants to be constantly told what to do? We have tried writing down routines, and she does uh, use that in the morning to get ready for school, but not at any other time. We've tried an app for routines, and she doesn't seem to remember to charge her devices, so that doesn't work. I understand forgetting on occasion, but why can she manage to remember things that she sees on YouTube, but she can't remember to bring home papers from school? Is this developmentally appropriate? Is there something we can do as parents to help her? I feel like we hear, I forgot all day long, and it's becoming quite frustrating. Please help. Uh, sincerely, mom who just wants her child to remember. <laughs> okay, so happy to help. And as you know, because this is our Adlerian podcast, I try to demonstrate the application of Adlerian principles 
to child guidance and understanding children's behavior. And that means that we always start with the question of what is the usefulness and the purpose of this behavior. And I think when you point out, uh, you know, is this developmentally appropriate and why can she remember YouTube but not these other things, it really differentiates for me uh, the difference between can't versus won't. If she really had some executive functioning problem, if she had some undiagnosed brain tumor, um, you know, if she was aging out like me uh, and starting to have worse short term memory, uh, you know, we would we would uh, look at that, of course. But it looks to me that this is much more about a dynamic that's playing out between her and the adults in her life. The, 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 per, the forgetful person and the reminding people, let's put it that way. So usually if there is um, for, forgetfulness, when we talk about the, the usefulness or the purpose of the behavior, um, we then go to the next step, which is to look at the four goals chart that was created by Dr. Rudolf Dreikers. Um, so in the four goals of misbehavior, uh, basically, Dreikers just looked at a whole as many childhood behaviors as he could, and he found that if he sorted them out, they really just under the age of ten, they kind of fell into four buckets. It was either for undue attention seeking, misguided use of power, revenge, or avoidance. Those are sort of the four usefulnesses of a host of children's misbehaviors. Forgetfulness is often listed in the attention, undue attention seeking. Because if you forget and somebody has to remind, it means that you're engaging a parent. They need to like pay attention to what you are and aren't doing. Uh, they have to hover around and kind of watch your business, mind your business, keep you on track. And so um, there's a, you're kind of on their radar, it keeps you on their radar. However, they're in the goal of, of power, um, powerfulness can come when, um, and, and again, this is why it's called misguided power, because of course, every child needs attention. That's why we have attachment theory and every child needs power. That's how we have self-esteem and leadership. But it's when we uh, use it on the negative side of life is becomes the problem. So um, kids always try to do right, do good and find their, their, their purpose, their meaning, their value, uh, their significance in the family. Um, first, they start on the positive side of life. But they can stumble into some mistaken ways and some mistaken thinking. And so those um, those mistaken beliefs in their in their private logic that says I'm only important and significant when you're paying attention to me, um, you know, is the is the underlying belief system of an attention seeking child. And we know that's not true. We know that we love them even when they aren't uh, begging for our attention. And so we really have to correct the thinking behind the, the, the belief behind the behavior to really get a change. But as I'm listening to this and the fact that it's so constant and it's the dressing and it's, um, it's the chores and she's, she's really getting off the hook for her responsibilities. And, um, and I can hear that it's kind of infuriating you that no matter what you do, she doesn't seem to pick up on this. So I think that this as much as, of course, you have to pay attention in order to remind her, I think this sounds more like a quiet, passive power maneuver, whereby she's really refusing to remember. So refusal behavior, that is that falls more under the, the 
power category of misbehavior in terms of the goals. Um, I am not going to do what you want me to do. And I hold the higher power position because you are stymied at how to get me to remember. And she often also gets her way which means I'm sure there's a lot of times where you just do her chores for her or she's not accountable. She loses her glasses. You replace them. Um, and so I think there's quite a bit of, of power and you think, well, why would this child be so interested in power? Well, could it be that when you have somebody who is, um, and I don't know if she's got siblings, but often, you know, when we're uh, a, a loving doting mother and there's only one child, we don't even really give kids a chance before they even have an opportunity to do a chore. We jump on and say, have you done the dishwasher before they even have a chance to open up their knapsack? We say, um, do you have any homework? So they start to feel that um, these reminders in the beginning sort of send the unintended message that I don't have faith in you, that I have to kind of watch you and sit on you and and micromanage you. And so that, as you say, it doesn't feel good to be reminded, but it also doesn't feel good to be managed. And so she's being a good enough kid that she's not just blowing up in your face, which would be more an active power struggle. You know, she could yell back and scream and stomp her feet and have a tantrum and, you know, slam the dishwasher down. But she doesn't. She she takes the, the way that she gets what she wants without really getting in trouble. She's like, oh, I forgot. Now you can't punish me. How can you punish or make a consequence for somebody who who, who who's forgotten something? So it works quite brilliantly for her. So I think that's the psychological um, situation that's happening there. So what do we do about it? How do we parent around it? Well, the first thing is we want to make sure that she's got lots of opportunity to get power on the positive side of life, which means contribution, leadership, autonomy, making choices and living in, in the um, with the outcomes of her choices, which basically means I need you to stop reminding her. I need you to let her face life head on and to let her experience the consequences of her forgetfulness or her decision making, because that's going to be the way that she decides whether or not it's worth the extra effort to remember something, um, to put it more in as a priority. So it's, it's like, um, uh, I, I used to really hate losing my keys. And I would always think I was going to remember or I'd make a mental note. Okay. This time they're on the chair. Okay. This time they're on the dining room table. And then I would drive myself crazy. Cause I'm like, where did I put the keys today? And I thought, you know what, this is making me late. This is making me furious. I think I'm going to just try to put them in this little key bowl and always put them in the same place so that I don't frustrate myself this way because I don't like the frustration. I don't like the being late. So I experienced the consequences and I came up with a solution and I did it all on my own. Nobody else told me how to do it um, because I got frustrated enough. So it's the frustration. It's the, it's the wanting life to go differently. Whereas if every time I said, where are my keys? And my daughter said, Oh, here they are, mom. Oh, I'll go look for them. Mom. I would have no motivation. If it always worked out and somebody else could do the remembering, someone else can do the rescuing. Why would I do the extra work to figure it out? So stepping back and sending a message to her that says, you know what? Um, I really believe that you can manage life and that you will figure out how to remember things on your own. And yeah, maybe it'll come from having a few oopsie doodles where you forget, um, but you'll manage, you'll figure it out somehow. You know, maybe, maybe you'll use an app. Maybe you'll use a phone. Maybe you'll put stickies on the door. Maybe you're just, you'll just remember because you're 10 and just, you'll have lots of brain capacity, but you'll figure a system for yourself. 
And so step back. None of the things that you're telling me are going to be catastrophic. So, uh, you know, if she loses her glasses, then I would say that she needs to um, have money to pay for the next pair of glasses. If it, So suddenly, if you're paying out of your allowance, even if it's only some money, maybe it's um, a partial repay of the glasses, but now means she doesn't go get to buy things at the mall or, you know, um, have her little budget for lunch for her friends at Starbucks or whatever she does with her little bit of money at the age of 10. And it's going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to be paying for glasses when I could be paying for cake pops at Starbucks. So I would definitely make her pay for anything that uh, she breaks or loses. Um, in terms of like uh, her uh, shower, who cares? Who cares if she showers? We overshower in this society. Do you think she's going to go days and days and days and days and days and days? Eventually, somebody's going to say you stink. And actually, at 10, it takes you a long time because they don't really have sweat glands. They don't stink the same way <laughs> that, that adults do. So who cares? Let it go. Uh, brushing her hair. Who cares? She goes to school with a hair in a mess. Teeth brushing. I don't know. How long do you think that she would go? Uh, if you didn't remind her uh, again, most people know that they should brush their teeth and they don't like the the feeling of fuzzy fur on their teeth. Uh, so I would either just let it go or I would um, uh, say, hey, listen, you know, um, until we start taking an interest in tooth care, dental care, um, we're going to have to increase the number of teeth cleanings with the the dentist just to make sure that you're uh, doing OK with cavities. And um uh, I think we're going to have to just cut back on having things in the house that cause tooth decay, you know, all those sugary things. Uh, let's just stick to kind of the dinosaur diet of, you know, vegetables and, and uh, proteins, uh, kind of like the caveman days. So um, you, so you could try that, but I wouldn't, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to stir up a bigger power struggle. So I'd probably just, you know, trust that if I step back, she's going to step forward and she'll probably do that of her own volition in not such short order that she has her teeth rot and fall out of her head. Um, so, I mean, obviously uh, if we were talking about something life or death, uh, like an insulin shot or something like that would be different, but really I'm, I'm not worried about any of these things. And then in terms of like, what's the consequence, what happens if she doesn't do her chores? Um, I wouldn't remind her, but you might say if, let's say it's her job to set the table, just let the chips fall where they may, you know, she was eventually going to come around and say, Hey, you know, I'm hungry. Where, where's dinner? And you can say, yeah, well, we're, we're just waiting to get that table set. So let us know when, uh, when we're ready to go. So you're not really reminding her in the sense of nagging her, but you're, she's realizing, oh, nothing happens until I get that job done. Or if her job is to unload the dishwasher before you start dinner, um, you know, again, I would just wait, 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 wait. And then she's going to say, I'm getting hungry. When are you starting dinner? And you're like, I'm waiting for the dishes to be unloaded. So you're not telling her what to do. You're just telling her what you would be willing to do. So when she realizes that you fired yourself from uh, being her reminder person, when you're not going to use the executive functioning of your brain to do the heavy lifting for what she's supposed to be remembering, she'll start to make some different choices for herself. And she's going to feel good about herself. And then she's going to realize that she's actually somebody who's 10 years old who can manage her life. And that's going to make her feel empowered. And that's going to make her have higher self-esteem. And she's not going to have to go for mistaken bids of power by making you dangle on a string like she she's the puppet master and you're her little puppet because right now she's feeling like you're pulling all her strings. So um, you both win. You both win. So I hope that helps. Thanks. And thanks for anyone else who has a kid who doesn't remember, because, uh, you know, when people submit questions, you help everybody. Lots of people have these issues. Hold up. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The next question. My daughter is 16 and is already at the start of the school year skipping classes a fair bit, three to four classes a week. I can't physically force her to go. However, I let her know that it's obviously not in her best interest as it will affect her marks, which universities will begin to look at this year. Any strategies to handle this? I try to stay detached, but of course I care. So it's, it's a, uh, a truism that you're mentioning here about adolescence and that um, as our kids get older and have more independence, we can't follow them around. We can't force them to do anything, right? So even if if you haven't learned the Adlerian principles, that the idea here is that we don't want to force coercion and control and obedience on our kids. We want to win cooperation and use our influence to help guide them uh, in their life. And in the adolescent years that really you will get tremendous pushback if you haven't figured out how to adopt that, those strategies, although it would be great if we would start as soon as our kids were um, needing child guidance uh, right from from babyhood on. Um, but but now we realize, well, what am I going to do? I can't go to school. I can't push her in the door. Um, although I've I've heard of parents doing that and believe you me, it, it ends badly. So. Uh, the question is, you know, what can we do about this? Well, you know, I think that we, we want to educate our child about why we have a concern. And I think that she already knows what the concern is, which is if you don't attend class, your mark, your marks are likely going to be lower. And if your marks are li likely lower, it's going to impact admissions. So if she's got that information, you know, and she understands when you say yes to skipping class, you're saying no to potential um uh, marks that that might limit your acceptance rate. I believe she knows this. I believe probably at 16, she might think, well, I'll pull it together at the end, or it's not really going to hurt my notes because I can borrow them and I can like uh, study someone else's notes and maybe ask her, you know, I think that after the pandemic, a lot of kids really didn't appreciate the usefulness of being in a class for 90 minutes when at home they could get download the homework, get it done in 15, 20 minutes and upload it and have the rest of the hour to do their own personal things. And so now, you know, really the whole reason why you go to school is because you want to hang out with your classmates and that used to happen in the classroom. And, you know, I remember this when I was in high school, I was dating a boy who was in university. Yes, I ended up marrying him. But at the time, his university spare from his classes fell when I had a class, but we would get together at this 
coffee shop across from my high school. Well, I skipped whatever that class was that he had his spare. I skipped because I wanted to hang out with my boyfriend. And uh, yeah, I was picking, I was picking love and social life over my marks. And I knew my marks were going to take a hit for it. Um, but I remember what my values and my priorities were. And uh, I also really believed that it wasn't going to harm me very badly. If I thought it was really going to make me tank, I probably would have made different choices. But um, so you might want to ask what's going on in those classes. Is it teachers that she hates? Is she struggling with a subject matter and she needs a tutor and maybe she's discouraged? I know it's only the beginning of the school year. Maybe she feels she's picked the wrong class. Um, find out if there's um, time that she could change courses. I would get a little curious about that. But beyond being curious and allowing the school to take whatever action. So um, this is where I find schools are becoming as permissive as parents used to be, which is a lot of schools don't have any consequences for, for skipping. And that may be the case that, you know, at, at the end, if, if you skip and your marks go down, that is the consequence. Sometimes parents want a bigger consequence than that, but that is really ultimately the consequence. And so I think you've done all that you can do and it's tough, but what I find in working with more adult people is when they have not had the marks to get in, when they find, when the rubber finally hits the road and they say, oh, I really wanted to get into that program at Laurier and now I can't. Well, then they decided, are they going to go back to summer school and take an extra course to, to lift it up? Or are they going to say, well, I couldn't get into Laurier in that program, but I can get into Laurentian. And then maybe they go to a different university. And who, who knows? You know, they go on a different tra trajectory. Uh, and then something wonderful happens there. And they're like, I'm so glad I didn't go to Laurier because I met the love of my life and they were at Laurentian. Who knows? Who knows? So the uh, knowing what you can control and what you can't control, the fact that you've shown your loving care and concern and um, empowering the school if they want to give her, you know, detentions or, um, you know, after so many, whether or not they have these kids removed from the school for a week. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think those things aren't necessarily helpful. I think uh, we need to make the classroom more engaging and um, uh try to keep kids re-engaged with learning and we really haven't got them back yet. I'm afraid to say that's really one of the problems why when I talk about education as being a teardown, not a rebuild, uh, it's because we really have done a poor job with this generation in terms of what they will tolerate for our learning styles. And, um, and they're voting with their feet. They're voting by leaving. They're voting with low marks. They're voting by walking out and saying, this is stupid. And uh, we really have to change the system as opposed to complaining about the kids. But uh, but maybe ask her in case there's something solvable around the uh, relationship with her teacher or the if there's a subject that she wants to switch out of early while she still can. Be, be curious, ask some questions. And then I think you've shown your care and that's the best you can do out of your hands. <laughs> so I know we care inside, but knowing where the line of control is is a important part of parenting too. making those boundaries. What's in my control. It's not in my control. I've done everything. Uh, I, I trust my child to navigate this. Yeah. Let the chips fall where they may. That may be my, my Allisonism for the day. <laughs> so good luck with all of that. And we will catch you on the next podcast. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast. So thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, 
the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.